Welcome to Chip with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you, Lord, for answering yes to my prayer that Omaha not lead the national news last night and this morning. Fear of intensified conflict caused businesses to close early throughout the city yesterday. Two of my children were sent home early from their jobs. Omaha braced for the worst, but the anticipated ugliness did not materialize. Leaders of Omaha's African-American community criticized the decision to release the white club owner who fatally shot a black man over the weekend, but they also called for peaceful protest. There was some defiance of our 8 p.m. curfew by a few hundred people and dozens of arrests, but nothing like the mayhem of the weekend. At one point, protesters, and I say protesters, not rioters, protesters, invited law enforcement officers and National Guardsmen to kneel with them in solidarity for the wrong done to George Floyd, which the officers and guardsmen did. There were even fist bumps and hugs shared between lawbreakers and law enforcers. Again, peaceful lawbreakers, lawbreakers in the sense that they were violating the curfew, but not throwing bricks or Molotov cocktails at police and businesses. I wonder if the publication of the facts I'm about to share with you took the wind out of the sails of those hoping to ratchet up the violence. I include in today's podcast a picture published in our local newspaper, the Omaha World Herald. The white club owner who shot a young black man to death is Jake Gardner. Gardner owns The Gatsby and The Hive, adjacent nightclubs in downtown Omaha. You see that the Gatsby's glass front door and large windows on either side of the door are smashed out. To the left or east, the Hive's large front window with the red seat in it is shattered. The Dubliner pub is down the staircase to the left and underground. The shattered window above the word pub actually is part of the Hive. The local prosecutor, Don Klein, is a Democrat, for those keeping score on such matters. He has been re-elected numerous times and is respected throughout the community. I mention his party affiliation to snuff the allegation that a Republican prosecutor in Donald Trump's racist Republican white supremacist America exonerated the white murderer. Here are excerpts from the World Herald story on the release of Gardner. The name of the shooting victim is James Skurlock. Klein said that Saturday night, standing outside his downtown bar, Gardner urged the crowd to move along. Gardner could be seen talking with a group of young men, including Skurlock, and backing up. In one video circulating online, a cell phone user says, that expletive got a gun. Words were exchanged, and Gardner ended up on his back in the middle of Harney Street. He fired two warning shots. The skirmish continued, and Gardner remained on his back, with Skurlock getting Gardner in a chokehold. Gardner fired again. That shot hit Skurlock in the neck, killing him. Klein said he would welcome other video of the incident, but he said it would have to be substantially different from the evidence officials currently have to change his mind on charges. The consensus from law enforcement officials who reviewed the evidence, he said, was that it was self-defense. Again, that was from the Omaha World Herald. As I said, local black leaders criticized Klein, but also offered statements such as this, also from the World Herald story. 
To those people who are not from Omaha, who have sinister agendas, get out of my city. Leave our city. You are not welcome. You have not sought the community's counsel. You're disrespecting the community. You're disrespecting the family of James Skurlock. We rebuke you and ask that you go somewhere else. That was a bold and welcome statement. I still want police, locally and nationally, to flood social media with video of interactions between white officers and black suspects. I want to bury, once and for all, the allegation that white police officers are racist and a racist nation tolerates their racism. There are roughly 20 million arrests every year in America. That means there are millions of interactions between white officers and black suspects. If there was systemic racism in the police forces of America, there would be thousands of George Floyd cases every year. It would be jammed in our faces and down our throats by the America-hating left. There would be a new and sensational case featured every day in the media. There's no way it could be hidden. With all the dashboard and body camera video that exists, the worst cases would be leaked to the media. In addition, you have citizens with cell phones filming police all the time. My understanding is that the video that went viral of the officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck was taken by a citizen. If the kind of police racism alleged by protesters and rioters actually existed, it would be impossible to hide. Let me say one more time that even one George Floyd case per year is too many. There is no margin for error when you exercise lethal force on behalf of the government and society. Dipping in and out of talk radio over the last week, I have heard a variety of law enforcement officers all over the nation as guests or callers. I have not heard a single one defend what was done to George Floyd. The condemnation has been unanimous. Police are as angry as anyone because they know it reflects badly on all of them. And they are frustrated because they know it is the tiny exception, not the rule. They know it is literally a one-in-a-million case, not standard operating procedure. As I record this, dawn is breaking on a beautiful June morning. I hope the worst is behind us. In the Catholic Church, we celebrated the Feast of Pentecost over the weekend, the coming of the Holy Spirit to the Apostles. There's a prayer that asks the Lord to send forth the Holy Spirit to renew the face of the earth. Veni Sancte Spiritus, come Holy Spirit. Help Omaha get back to being Omaha and help America get back to being America. That's Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening.